Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, February 11th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I am Matt. in my grandparents' home recording this episode. <laughs> Wild. Uh, my, the, the home that my mother grew up in. Uh, my oh. grandmother still lives here. My grandfather passed away 15 years ago. But uh, here in, in... It's technically... I think it's Columbus, technically, but Reynoldsburg okay. mailing address. Uh, but I am in central Ohio for the first time in way too long. Uh, got a Very little emotional nice. going oh. through the ho- going through the airport, driving in. I didn't recognize a damn thing. Everything this has is, changed so this much. This is your first time back in how long? I mean, it's it hasn't been 10 years, but it's oh, been fairly okay. close. So, so it's been a, a long, long time. Yep. So I'm here through the weekend, going to head up to Columbus or to... Uh, to uh, Ohio State to see what's going on on campus, go oh, over man. to Pickerington where I grew up, um, do all that stuff. I'm going to go to the Ohio Theater to see the national tour of Come From Away on Saturday. So good stuff here. So I'm um, happy to be here with my grandmother for the next couple of days. My cousin Maggie, who works uh, in Dayton, she's coming over to go to Come From Away with us on Saturday. So we're going to have family a family affair. Yeah, going to be a good time. And actually, what's interesting is a bunch of... so. My mom is one of eight children, and Ooh, seven of mm-hmm. those children and some of their spouses are coming up here on Tuesday oh, to celebrate my uncle slash godfather's 60th birthday. So I'm going to be missing well, them. That's nice, at least. Yeah. But I mean, because that sounds between- like my living nightmare, especially on yeah. the maternal side. But you yeah. Know. It's 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 a, a good place to be from, and I'm glad that we're all going to be here keeping Grandma company for a while. But anyway, and watching Jeopardy and watching Jeopardy, yeah, we got to hurry up because Jeopardy starts in 23 minutes. <laughs> so anyway, um, as you all probably know, I just spent a week in New York City, and I was doing a daily travel log, recapping everything that was happening on my adventures in terms of shows that I've seen, other things that I did, answering some questions. You can hear all of those over at Patreon.com/slash/BroadwayRadio. I will be continuing to do those in the future. I think maybe not daily, um, but I am enjoying them. I'll do them here or there on my March trip. Uh, Maybe I'll rope my 11-year-old niece, Courtney, into doing some with me as well. But check those out and all of the other great stuff happening uh, over at Patreon. All right, Ashley. So as we are speaking, either the Music Man is having its opening night or getting ready to have its opening night. As we've discussed before, we don't know when these reviews are coming out. I assume that there will be some that come out pretty early uh, on Thursday night. I figure there might be a couple that happen at 9 o'clock. Some happen at 10 o'clock. But because we don't have an official time when these reviews are coming out, we are not going to have them as a part of this show. No. Because the producers, as we talked about before, um, didn't invite critics until tonight, opening night, Thursday night. So we just don't have any lay of the land. I talked to some folks in the publishing side and the journalism side of of the review world, and they don't know what to expect either. Mm -hmm. So we tried to plan accordingly, but it just didn't make sense to like wait until 11 and be like, are there any reviews? Yeah. And then I'm they're not, not going to do that. Not for no. any show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, the, the disdain is mutual. Yeah. So we will have all of the reviews for The Music Man uh, on Monday's episode. I am sure that Peter, James, and Michael or whomever is on the panel on Sundays this week on Broadway will discuss the show uh, as well. And so, I mean, if they've seen it. I don't, uh, uh, I don't know who will have seen know. it by then or not. But – Despite the fact that we do not yet have those reviews, you know what we do have? We do have more Music Man news. I know oh, yesterday God. you and Grace talked about the uh, the cheap ticket initiative that are, they're doing with New York City public yeah. schools. This is the opposite type of news that you want to be happening. <laughs> yeah. 
when you are opening a new Broadway musical. So apparently, a group of four men are suing the production of The Music Man, uh, citing that they uh, had their employment uh, agreements broken by the production. This is a group of four men, and if you know The Music Man, you might say, hmm, a group of four men, I wonder what that can be. Yes, they are a barbershop quartet called Category 4. They were apparently scouted and then um, encouraged to audition for the production of The Music Man to play the show's barbershop quartet because the production wanted an actual quartet rather than just four singers to put together in a quartet. In um, At some point in 2021, they put together a um, an informal but, you know, still somewhat official memorandum summarizing the key points of their employment agreement, which did it that the first rehearsal date would be October 25th of last year and that the first performance would be on December 20th. Their contracts would last one year from that first performance. Each actor um, was to be paid $2,323 for each week of rehearsal and performances, and then they had some other media fees and writers and all of that stuff in there as well. Standard for ensemble, right? Yeah. Yes, standard. Um, so they went through the process. They quit or changed how their jobs were. They they sold their homes or didn't renew leases because they were, uh, you know, going to have to be in uh, in New York City um, for fourteen months, um, basically, because they'd be rehearsing for two months or a month and a half, and then in the show for twelve months. Mm. However. Uh, on June tw- uh, 17th of 2021, the general manager for the show said, quote, the artistic changes in the show are moving forward in a different direction and we will not be needing your services. Um, because of the things that changed during the post-COVID shutdown, um, a lot of the thinking about not only the show, but the four characters in question changed from the producers and artistic creative team side. So the s- spokesperson for for Music Man said, quote, while we understand the disappointment, the decision to recast was consistent with the party's contractual terms and was in the best interests of the show. Obviously, Category 4 disagrees, and they have now filed a suit asking for a half million dollars. Um, and it is interesting. The producers did offer the Barbershop Quartet $10,000 to sign a termination agreement and walk mm. away from the show. They refused to do that, and it started involving Actors' Equity Association and other things. Um, the producers did not respond to a uh, to some sort of request from the group's lawyer to kind of renegotiate and that is when a lawsuit was filed uh, so i don't uh, yeah I, this i i don't know what type of contract that agreement initial right. was but they had not yet signed official actors equity contracts so i don't know that this is anything more than maybe i mean i i don't know i haven't seen the show I, and i don't i should know who is playing the the on the, the four barbershop quartet that's what I'm i wondering was just if about this was ask. a i was wondering how they had changed it that this i mean is if i had to guess a, yeah I, I, if i have to guess i'm imagining they put some bipoc people in there and they weren't there originally that's just my guess that's, and i that's very i should probable. know this um but i was traveling today so i didn't haven't had time to do all of that research but that would be my guess in terms of what happened Okay, interesting. Well, I mean, then that's, uh, that's really hard to comment on because it's so much of the behind the scenes of what's going on that we can't really tell if there was anything other than what both sides are stating here in terms of what the contract agreement was. It's obviously a disappointing situation to be in regardless, though. 
yeah, of course it is. I feel bad for those four individuals who've changed their lives. And I do think that the production needs to do something to compensate them a little bit more fairly. Yeah, But absolutely. ultimately, it is definitely, you know, in the production's purview to change the contracts and to change the employment status of people at will. Um, obviously, they do have a little bit more um to deal with if they had signed equity contracts at that point but since they hadn't i i don't know the legalities of this and i think we will probably find that out throughout the course of this suit but right. if that's what they thought was best for the production it's hard for me to fault them um but yeah, in terms yeah. of making the change but i do think that they needed to do a little bit more about taking care of those people that literally uprooted their lives to be a part of this show and then just to be like hey Here's oh, twenty five hundred bucks a piece. Take it or leave it. Most certainly. I mean, there was clearly a contract violation here, and they should be compensated for it. Um, but also simultaneously, like the production did some chair moving around essentially with their ensemble, and if that's kind of what happened, if it's you know, it, you know, there could be a lot of reasons for why they did it. Include what yep. you already said that it was a very whitewash production, and they needed to make some changes. It could be things related to COVID staffing, like I, yeah. I, we don't know or the Scott reasons Rudin why. Leaving or or whatever. Scott Rudin leaving, like there are unfortunately with this production a lot of factors of which it could <laughs> be, um, and if like that information is been revealed sorry that we haven't caught it yet um in the news but that's kind of just what it is unfortunately right now yeah oh well we will certainly find out i'm sure that we will be kept up to date on that (laughs) what a good thing for their opening day yeah i'm sure that it's just a complete coincidence that it came out in forbes you know when it did All right, moving on. Um, Yesterday, you and Grace talked about the fact that Alex Brightman will be returning to the role of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice when the show returns to uh, Broadway, uh, not next month, in April. On Thursday, exactly 24 hours after the Brightman announcement was made, the production announced the rest of the casting for the show. Um, it will feature Elizabeth Teeter stepping into the role of Lydia. Now, many of you might have seen Teeter off Broadway in The Secret Life of Bees. Um, so she I will did. be taking over, um, for kind of the lead role there. But the vast majority of the folks who will be bringing the show back are the company that closed the show back, uh, in 20, uh, in early 2020. So we will be seeing Carrie Butler, Adam Danheiser, Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer, Kelvin Moon Lowe, Danny Rudiglino, uh, and, uh, Dana Steingold, um, David Joseph Bergs, who, D- David Joseph Berg, who replaced Rob McClure, who left to go do Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. will be returning as well. What's interesting about this here, um, Ashley, is that Leslie mm. Kritzer will not be returning to the role of Miss Argentina. She will be playing the stepmother role that she played originally, but will not be doing the dual role. And I wonder what that's about. I think there could be two reasons. I wonder if Leslie didn't want to do both parts anymore and maybe when and if she leaves and the show is still running, if Michelle Aravina, who is playing Miss uh, Miss Argentina, will assume both roles or Mm. if they wanted to split those because... Leslie Kritzer, as I mentioned, her maiden name is Rodriguez, is um, 
uh, a Latinx performer. Maybe they felt comfortable having her do both roles, but yeah. maybe looking down the road, they might have somebody in that role or maybe for tours or for future regional productions. I was going to say, maybe there's a white more woman opportunities for sure. Exactly. So um, we don't know what that's all about, but it is an interesting change because that was such a great show-stopping number for Leslie yeah. in the second act. Um, but I'm sure she was consulted throughout this process. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And, but, and not just not just like we're getting rid of the, that number for yeah. you and giving it to somebody else uh, yeah, in the future. Exactly. Like, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure th- she's aware. Yeah. But Beetlejuice is set to reopen at the Marquee Theater on April 8th. But it, I want to reiterate to folks, and I'm, uh, I'm sure that the Beetlejuice fans uh, listening know this. This was not a COVID shutdown. This show closed before COVID happened. Um, I mean, I guess, no, it's not true. It was still running when it COVID happened, but it had running. announced they had closing. Announced it, yeah, for right. what was supposed to be June, I believe, uh, Yeah, who knows? I don't remember the dates. But, you know, this was a closing that was anticipated. Um, so the fact that it's coming back is really interesting and, and kind of exciting for that cast and the fans. I do also want to mention that recent uh, special... Uh, episode guest Andrew Kober is also joining the yeah, show as basically exciting. the understudy for every male principal um, from Beetlejuice. Slightly busy. Yes, he is the best and I'm very happy for him. I am, uh, I'm not saying it was intentional or anything, but multiple people pointed out today that the cast announcement came on the Music Man's opening day, which <laughs> delights me. <laughs> I had not put that together. Obviously, there was <laughs> I a had big... it until first thing this morning. I was like, yeah. mm, lot cute. of lot of bad blood Very between cute. those two productions, I think. But. Yeah. All right, let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. As you know, I have been traveling a ton and traveling... Even, you know, when people are trying to encourage you to do some traveling by having lower airfares and lower hotel cars, it is still super expensive. So if, so if traveling this year is cost prohibitive for you because of credit card debt, um, a, a ton of outstanding loans, you do have a friend in Upstart who can help get you the money you need to pay things off to make your life better. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're trying to pay off debt or you're just trying to get a personal loan to pay for future things. You can become one of over a million people who have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. You get a clear payoff date. And rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, your current employment, and your credit history. They find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. That's a pretty good vacation fund, I think. I mean, 50,000, I, what I could do oh with that, how many God, shows I could see. Imagine? I'm just like, I'll my be Lord. gone for months. Yeah. No one will find me or hear from me. I could buy an island with that, I imagine. Exactly. Uh, anyway, find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once more, that's upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's talk about some show and casting news. Actually, all of it happening outside of the New York. We found out on uh, Thursday afternoon that the 
still Broadway aimed uh, musical Sing Street is going to be foregoing New York, at least for this spring and into the summer, as they will be setting up shop at Boston's Huntington Theater from August 26th through October 2nd. Now, you'll remember that this show did have a New York Theater workshop run in 2019 and then had been set to open on Broadway in 2020, but had to obviously change those plans because of COVID. It is based on a phenomenal uh, independent film of the same name by John Carney, who is also responsible for Once. Um, it also features a book by Enda Walsh, and the music is um, uh, co-written by Carney and Gary Clark. I love the movie, um, and Still I was really excited that. about this. It's really, really cute and good. Um, this is directed by Rebecca Tashman and choreographed by now Tony winner Sonia Taya. Um, Oh, it really yes. had everything that I would have wanted to see because I love the uh, the movie. I love everyone involved. It didn't get great reviews at New York Theater Workshop, though. And a lot of people were surprised that they were hurrying it to Broadway so quickly without having an opportunity to make changes. Um, they still had kind of continued to reiterate the fact that they were coming to Broadway throughout the shutdown. Um, now it makes sense that we haven't heard anything from them in a while because they are going to go out of town. I think that is probably the best idea for this because I want this show to succeed because yeah. of how much I love the source material. I also but it does to sound like it makes because sense. at this point it's taken them so long to mount it and we've had so many rumored iterations of it over the last two years for understandable reasons. I mean, obviously with the shutdown and everything, but then just like we had an announcement that it was coming and then it was postponed and then it was in limbo and still is technically in limbo, but it's nice to see it you know, progress in some way so we can hopefully, because all I'm saying is hopefully for now, get it in New York. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think it will. I mean, I, 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 I imagine that too. if it goes well in Boston, it'll end up there. For sure. All right, let's move out to a couple stories uh, happening on tour. Um, yesterday, Disney announced that their newly reimagined North American tour of Aladdin will be launching in October. This tour had originally been planned to launch in 2021, but was delayed, of course, from the COVID shutdown. Um, this new tour will launch in Schenectady, as all good tours do nowadays, um, October True. 11th through the 23rd. Um, this engagement will mark the first time Aladdin can be seen anywhere in North America outside New York since March of 2020. During the season, it'll play 36 cities, including Austin, Kansas City, and San Antonio, um, and many, many more. I Anytime I hear reimagined tours, Ashley, what this screams to me is cost-cutting. Yeah. So <laughs> we will see what this is Turn all actually about. Much more. Yeah, I, you know, they already couldn't do some of the things that they do on Broadway because, uh, you know, of the requirements that are different in a touring house and what you can do with lifts and all of that stuff. But, um, I, I, you know, the show is fun. And I, 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 you know, I think some people have some problems with the show when it's not cast appropriately. Uh, sure. but I think that they've been fairly cognizant of that moving forward. I, I, you know, I think if they kind of remedy some of those issues, it's a fun show. And I still think, despite the fact that it's very simple, the magic carpet is still pretty special. Spectacular. It's like very that cool. is still yeah. it's a really, really effective trick. And I'm excited for it to head out on tour, reimagined and probably downsized as it is. 
In other touring news, Ashley Tina, the Tina Turner musical, announced that they will launch a multi-year North American tour this fall at the Providence Performing Arts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, not Schenectady or upstate New York. I am oh deeply my God. offended. Why bother? <laughs> the tour will then play 40 different cities during its first year. Uh, no exact launch dates or other cities have been announced, but we are getting to that time when folks can start figuring out what shows will be coming to their cities. I always love playing the game based off of like where tours are going if i can figure out what orlando's season is going to be before Ooh. it's announced <laughs> the the last season they they did it so quickly like they orlando announced way earlier than they normally do and okay. i didn't have a chance to do it so uh normally i can get pretty close i mean there's always some weird things that you can't foresee but normally i'm pretty good and so i'm, I'm excited about uh, yeah, I'm always, I, we already know that Wicked and Hamilton are coming next year. Oh, so other than that, we will, we will have to they're see. Very busy. Well, they were supposed to be here during the COVID year that was shut down. So who knows? The return engagement. Of the little-known yes, obscure musicals. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So, actually, to wrap up the show, I don't have necessarily a recommendation, but I did want to kind of do a real quick wrap-up. I've been doing the travel logs, as I mentioned earlier, in Patreon. Um, but I did just kind of want to talk about what I thought my favorite things that I saw on the trip were, just as Ooh, recommendations okay. for Excellent. the good of the order. Um, this is in no particular order. Um, but I thought the three things that I enjoyed the most – and I'll do them in chronological order, let's say that way okay. I'm not like ranking them, um, was Space Dogs at MCC. Okay. It is the bonkers type of stuff that I love seeing. It is <laughs> weird. It is uh, it is fun. It is creative. I loved it so much. It wasn't perfect. I I thought some of the songs needed some punching up, but I'm sorry I didn't really care. It. it was so, it's so much fun. Yeah, you canceled on me. You're supposed to be there. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not angry. Um, so I, I love that. Angry. You're recommending a you show really should. I didn't get to see. I know, I know. Um, and then I saw Alex Edelman's Just For Us at Cherry Lane. Man, that was so much fun. I was Ooh. completely unfamiliar with Alex Edelman uh, beforehand, but he was brilliant and smart and funny and insightful and, and touching and just seemed like a good dude. And since Grace and I were in the very front row, I feel like I know him now. Oh, good. Uh, but he was, DNA it was at great. the very least. So. Uh, he probably spit on yeah. me. I mean, he hey. didn't groff it, but you know. Um, <laughs> no one groffs it. No, other than Grop. Um, and then the last thing is not something that you can see again because it was just like a one night only concert. It was the uh, the Marlowe and Moss show that I saw at 54 Below. Mm. But what's great about that is is that they are doing songs from works that they are currently you know still writing. Um, so hopefully we will see the shows that they were writing these songs for eventually. Sweet. And man, I am just such a huge fan of those two now. Like I was already a fan of Six. The great. But having seen them in person, they were tremendous. Both Lucy and Toby were funny, were obviously incredibly creative and great writers, but they were pushing boundaries. They weren't doing things, you know, in conventional manners in the songs that we saw. So I loved all love of those things. Yeah, I also, I did really enjoy Black No More. I think it's messy and I hope that they're continuing to make mm. changes. Um, but it's interesting. It's not great yet. Um, and I feel like it needs another run somewhere before it comes to Broadway because I think it needs some some fairly significant changes, but they could do it. And I think there's a really good show in there um, if they can can figure it all out. Mm, so very nice. So yeah. What plant did you throw at Tambo and Bones? Um, to be honest with you, it didn't do anything. It didn't do enough for me to actually wow, care enough to throw a plant. That's fair. You were too it, it, indifferent to lift a ficus well, or fern. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I will say I admired what they were doing in terms of the types of storytelling devices that they employed. The story I thought was kind of simplistic and cheap. I thought, um, the, 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 what they were trying to do was cheap. Mm. Um, and, and I don't mean cheap as in like, as it, I, I mean, I guess it's derogatory, but I mean, it's just like, it was very basic. It was, it was hitting you over the head. And that might have been the point as you guys kind of talked about yeah. when you talked about the reviews, you and Grace. Um, but I didn't find it. I thought that storytelling was creative, but not the messages and what they were trying to say. So I, it kind of left me cold. I've got it very was- few spots in my February left as far as where I can put shows. So I'm really trying to decide which ones I, uh, I got to go with. Skip it. <sighs> skip it. Skip, skip it. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. There's a, there's better things out there. Like the music man opening now <laughs> and continuing to open for a couple more hours <laughs> uh, be- uh, before we close i just want to say because i was looking up based on our music man conversation earlier oh yes yes what the ensemble members that are now playing the quartet are philip boykin nicholas ward eddie corbich and uh, daniel torres so we weren't we were entirely right. wrong there yeah yeah no i mean and anytime you can get uh philip boykin in a show Thank is God. a positive yes. as far as i'm oh, concerned absolutely all right, everybody, that's all that we have for today and for this week. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. Monday.